Welcome to the Ready Eddy Podcast, where we tell the story of startups in the outdoor sport industry through the voice of their founders. Hey guys, before we get into today's episode, I wanted to talk about our membership program. Uh, we recently broke a pretty big milestone. We have over 100 startups and small businesses on the platform offering up to 50% off all their product and gear. If you're like me and you're always looking for a new uh, backpack or new gear for your addictions, whether it's skiing, snowboarding, camping, surfing, whatever it is related to the outdoors, you can hop onto this membership and peruse all of the brands. We're constantly adding new ones um, to really support all of your outdoor activities. We also have a number of travel companies. So if you're looking to take a trip, whether it's to Machu Picchu, South America, wherever, um, you can save on that as well. We also have a number of food brands, whether you need a new energy bar or you just need to, f- you want to find something uh, that's different and check it out. You can f- save while doing it. Um, you can also apply to become an ambassador for a lot of these brands. There's a ton of perks. So if you are interested in checking this out, head over to readyeddy.com slash members and get your first month free. What is going on, Ready Eddie Podcast listeners? Josh Salvo here, your host. On today's episode, I'm sitting down with the founder of Outdoor Ninja, Janisha uh, Anad. And I totally messed up your last name, so you can correct me. <laughs> it's, it's Janisha Anand. Yes, perfect. Um, so I, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to uh, come on the podcast. And for the listener that's uh, never heard of Outdoor Ninja, how would you best describe it uh, to them? Sure. Um, hi, everyone. Uh, I'm the founder of Outdoor Ninja. I'm Janisha. Outdoor Ninja is basically a mobile app that rewards you for your outdoor discoveries. We have built an AI-based outdoor adventure discovery platform that understands your adventure preferences, learns from your past experiences, evaluates your likes, dislikes, and inspirations, and provides you with personalized recommendations for your next set of adventures. So that that's quite a bit that this app does, right? It's, it's obviously the goal here is to help people who like getting outside, hiking, uh, discover new um, adventures, right? That's sort of the, if you were to boil it down. Yes, absolutely. And so how did you come up with this idea? What made you decide that this was the product you wanted to build? Sure. So the thing was that I've actually been an outdoor enthusiast myself or pretty much all my life. And what I realized was that all the solutions that I was, that I was using so far uh, were basically search-based and they were tremendously time-consuming and exhausting. So what I thought was, why not bring in what companies like Amazon and Netflix actually do into the outdoor adventure discovery space? And that was actually one of our inspirations as well. What Amazon and Netflix does is that they bring in machine learning to learn about what you've been doing so far. They understand from your past experiences and they build personalized recommendations for products and uh, movies for you. So what we thought of was, why not bring in the same concept of machine learning into making personalized recommendations that factor in every individual's unique adventure personality. Like I, as an individual, have a unique hiking persona. I, as an individual, have a unique running persona. So why not understand a person's skill levels, their inspirations, their likes and dislikes, and then make recommendations off of that versus going the traditional way, traditional search-based way of um, finding where you want to go next. Um, so yeah, that was basically the inspiration of building in this app, and uh, this is the problem that we are solving. Okay, so the the first question that really comes to my mind is: this is 
this is not an easy undertaking. There's quite a bit of big data analysis and sort of just um, technical skill required to put this together. So what, what's your background and how, how did you put together a team that can really tackle this, this problem? Sure. So I actually have 12 years of experience in big data, machine learning, software engineering, and AI. And I've worked with companies like Amazon, Oracle, and Cisco. And, um, I, and I'm an outdoor uh, lover myself. So I thought, why not apply this experience to solve a problem and a challenge for a domain that I'm personally passionate about? Um, and having gone through this problem of where to go, what to do, will I be able to do this and how to get started? Is this too risky for me while searching for my next outdoor adventure? And having spoken to several other outdoor enthusiasts, I actually validated that there was no smart solution out there that understood each individual's adventure personality, uh, learned from their past experiences and made suggestions accordingly, and therefore came up with the idea uh, and thought, why not apply my current skill set level in solving this problem itself? That's so interesting. So how, how did you go about building a team? So there's a team of four of you obviously working on yeah. this and you guys are in a, a pretty early stage with, uh, with the app. So how did you put the team together? So it was not an easy process. It was actually a lot of interviewing. Um, I'm a technologist, so it was easy for me to understand what technical stacks I need. Um, to begin with, um, you know, the designing phase, we, we got a UI UX designer who worked with us for some time, then finalized on the the, the mobile app framework that we wanted to use. Um, so we used a hybrid mobile app framework. So we got a few mobile app developers with us. Um, and we were actually using a fairly new framework at that particular point in time, which is called Ionic. Uh, so not a lot of people had that skill level. So I learned it myself. So I'm actually, I coded almost 75% of the app myself, uh, along with a few others. Then uh, we got a few data scientists, because it was practically not possible for me to build up the entire model myself. So I got a team of uh, three data scientists at that particular point in time. Now we have uh, two data scientists with us at this point. Uh, so yeah, the tech team, I would say it, was, it wasn't an easy uh, journey. It was more of uh, you get some, you make some good decisions, you make some bad decisions in terms of hiring, and then you finally, um, you finally end up with the right set of people. Um, in your team. And and we have our business dev folk um, who's just recently joined us, who's helping us with developing the business models and uh, the marketing aspect of the app. So you put the team together, you have the idea, the concept, you've, you've pretty much built the app, right? And you're now on the stage of crowdfunding it to really prove the concept and get users on it. Um, what, what, what's that process been like thus far? It's been actually pretty enriching an experience. You know, I thought my work was done in terms of building the app, but I think taking it to the market is an altogether uh, different ballgame. Making sure that it reaches the right set of users um, and it reaches the right set of eyes uh, who can see and value the concept and the idea and the app uh, itself is a very different uh, skill level. To have, and I'm glad that we actually launched with um, iFund Women. Uh, we also took; we are actually a part of their accelerator program, so we're getting a lot of guidance in terms of the entire crowdfunding uh, campaign process. Uh, given that this is my first startup, it has been um, a, a very good experience in terms of learning how how the entire process actually works. You know, how to create a network map, how to reach out to people, how to um, how to promote your campaign, what marketing. 
uh, aspects you have to factor in in terms of bringing this to the users. What is it that the users would like? How to engage with your audience? Um, so yeah, I, I would say it's been a very, very enriching journey so far. Now, did you always know that you wanted to start your own business at some point? Um, no, I don't know if I really knew that, but I think that somewhere down the line, I definitely wanted to, so travel and outdoor travel specifically, adventure travel was always a very deep part of my personality and has always been with my life. I've actually been to, I don't know how many, I've been to almost like 39 national parks uh, within the US, endless state parks. I've done the Tour de Mont Blanc last year. I did that. I summited Mount Kilimanjaro. I've backpack w circuit in patagonia so it was it was a very important part it's always been an important part of my life and i basically wanted to do something at the adventure travel space i just did not know what and i think the the fact that i brought in my current skill set level my strengths in terms of my technical strengths and married it with the outdoor space uh was more like a perfect blend i would say in terms of starting off you know starting off as an entrepreneur uh, in this domain that's so interesting yeah it's you know marrying that passion with your technical skill really um it sort of just makes so much sense yeah. um okay so the app is currently um uh invite only correct yes um and that's the point of this ca- this kickstarter campaign is sort of help build awareness and then after the campaign's over will it be open when when will it be launched on um, the Apple Store and in, in Android phones. We're at, for the iOS. We are thinking uh, it should be. I mean, we're we're going to run the campaign until the end of July. So most probably the first so first of the second week of August, we should have the app out on the App Store. Uh, for Android, it'll take us a few more weeks before we can put it in beta first. Before we put it in the Play Store, the app is ready, but we are still doing our last bits of testing before we deploy it in the private only mode. Definitely, and we'll have a link to that in the show notes for anyone who wants to check out the Kickstarter campaign or the um, iFund Women uh, campaign um, so that they can support it um, and obviously see the progress um, uh, of the launch. Now, I want to ask, along this process, did you have any mentors that really helped you uh, develop the app and really um, offer some sort of technical skill or just experience that really helped you get the business off the ground? Actually, a few of them along the way. Um, so first, I would say, um, I, I actually, before even getting into this domain of adventure travel, I did a lot of research myself and got in touch with the CEO of uh, Adventure.com. Adventure.com uh, at its time was a marketplace for outdoor adventures. Um, and so I, tra- Travis Snelling was uh, the co-founder was the ex co-founder of the uh, of the company um and uh, well the company is no longer in in um, it's no longer there but what i did was i actually reached out to him and uh, very early on in the process uh, sit down with him and understand as to what works in the adventure travel space and what doesn't so it was good to sit down and understand the workings of business in the adventure travel space why marketplace model succeeds and why sometimes it fails. So he's really helped us in terms of understanding the um, the market, the the audience, as well as how to grow and develop the business in that domain. 
my other few mentors have been, I've actually been a part of the Travel Tech Conference as well, the TTC in San Francisco. So I've actively been, been involved in the community out there. So I've gotten a lot of feedback from the um, judges whom I've pitched this idea in front in, uh, in front of um, last year, as well as this year when I demoed in the TTC conference. Michael Colata was one of the, uh, who's basically one of the directors at the Focus Ride conference, uh, is is one of my active mentors as well. Then um, we, I was a part of two accelerator programs. One was Tacklebox, Tacklebox Accelerator, and um, the founder of that program is Brian Scordato. He was actually one of my first mentors who started, who mentored me in this, on how to become a founder and how to start evaluating things, how to understand your total addressable market, your serviceable addressable, addressable market. When I started off with the idea, it was a very broad travel related idea and how he helped me in terms of interviewing every customer, serving more than almost more than 200 people, running uh, an MVP before I built out the actual product. So the, there was a lot of guidance on that front before I actually built out the app. That's really interesting. Okay, so for the user, um, the platform is free for for the users. What how, what does the business model look like? How when you first got started, um, did it evolve at all, or was it always um, uh, the yeah, same? Yeah, it's actually it actually has evolved a lot, big time. So when we started off first, uh, we were very um, for the business model. We thought we'd go the marketplace route. So we what we were doing was we were thinking that we make this uh, towards an activities based business model. Uh, where you know we are giving recommendations to people, and if, if they're in the area, they can actually book a tour or an activity on the platform itself. Something what Wyatt actually offers at this point. But one of the issues with that model was that there is no consolidated database per se um, out there that aggregates all the information of all the tour or activity providers. Um, so because there is a dearth of that. Um, there's there are a lot of mom and pop shops, tour operator, local act, activity providers that don't get listed out, and it's not a really scalable model per se. Also, how many people would be booking through your platform versus going directly to the to the uh, tour op, tour operator or providers um, direct website, right? So there was always that that problem out there. So. What we did was what we really evaluated this and and then we did a lot of survey as well in terms of these hiking recommendations that we were giving, would people actually how many of them would rather go on a hike themselves than take a tour operator only for for a person for a day hike? I mean, tour operators would really fit into a gamut where somebody was going for an expedition or a multi-day backpacking trip or something of that sort. And so we realized that it's better. So we we shifted our business model quite a bit. And we realized that um, because two ways, because we are now using, now because we are now um, rewarding the users for sharing their outdoor discoveries with us through points. And we are rewarding them by ma- basically mapping them to the products that are offered by the outdoor retailers. We thought we could serve as a marketing platform for these outdoor retailers themselves. So at this point in time, we are offering our platform as free to the partners as well, the outdoor retailers. But eventually what we'll be doing is we'll be charging the partners to put their products out there and create their brand awareness and acquire customers on our app. 
So that's the first business model. The second business model is that given that we're doing a lot of machine learning on the user's, um, user's persona, we basically can predict whether this user can, what is the likelihood of this user to do what activity in what region at what time of the year. Um, and therefore, this predictive analytics data can also be made available through a subscription basis. Interesting. Now, what's been the hardest part about um, building and starting this? A lot, actually. I would say the topmost at this point in time, prior to the crowdfunding campaign, was building the right team. Um, despite the fact that I'm a technologist, uh, despite the fact that I knew that we had different layers, it was really a struggle getting the right set of people um, on the team, not just who were technically savvy, but also people who were driven, uh, who were ready to... Because there's a lot of uncertainty involved in the startup's domain, uh, who were ready to. Um, you know, work with uncertainty as well as come up with other ideas, um, come up with newer ideas, not just be not just be doing what was instructed of them to do or, or asked for them to do. So building up the right team was actually the hardest thing. And I still I still think that that still stays as the top of the toughest things that, you know, the hardest things that I've done so far in terms of starting my business, uh, right from getting the UI UX designers to the mobile app developers, to the data scientists, to now the marketing and the business dev folks on the team. Um, we, so the reason for that was because we didn't just want people who were just subject matter experts, but we wanted someone who was motivated with our vision and our objective. Um, so yeah, uh, so we, we made a few good and bad choices, but the people who actually stayed back on the team have made the journey uh, worth it. Definitely. Okay, so what, what's in store? What's the plan going forward? Once you launch, um, once you get through this um, crowdfunding campaign, what's next? Right, so the immediate next part for that is that we want to launch the Android version of the app as well. Um, and by this year, we definitely, uh, for, for by this year's goal is to get as many users as possible in the app. But in terms of our vision of the app, the way we're thinking is right now we're serving only the hiking adventures. And we want to extend this to other outdoor adventures um, like rock climbing, mountain biking, trail running, skiing, and, and the likes. So um, the objective is to then... So one, one of the things that we have realized is after interviewing so many uh, people is that every action sports uh, adventure personality for people in every single action sport is very detailed and very specific. So uh, we need to... We, need, we want to start you know, building those aspects out in the app for other activities. And that would need the same iteration. Um, hopefully, we'll be able to close the cycle sooner than we did for the hiking, uh, because that was the first time. But uh, basically, go through that process and bring those activities on the app. Uh, that's the vision for the next few years, uh, one by one, bringing these activities on. And and right now, we're serving adventures only in um, the US. We definitely want to expand to different geographies, uh, get this to Canada, get this to South America, um, and extend it uh, to Europe and then Asia. That's really exciting. Now, what advice would you give to someone that wanted to start a business, whether it was in the outdoor travel space, but really a technology company? Actually, the first and foremost is to understand the market. I think when I started off with this idea, um, I started off extremely broad. I thought I could create a generic travel app that could serve 
you know, that could basically use machine learning and create a perfect itinerary for people going on any trip on any adventure. But as and when I started creating my um, serviceable addressable market segments in term in the entire total addressable market domain, I realized uh, that people behaved and thought differently and wanted different things with a different phase of their lives. So when you're when you are creating and understanding your audience and your market, it you have to um, you actually have to serve a niche market before you start creating a generic product. It's better to it's actually advisable to 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 create a niche product and then expand from there versus creating a general product that cannot be used by any market segment. Um, and so I'll I'll give you an example. Even in the outdoor adventure space, as a matter of fact. I actually had six different market segments before I narrowed it down to only and only and six different market segments only in hiking. And these were people, I'll, I'll give you an example. One of them, say the segment that I'm catering to right now is predominantly people who are either single or in couples who want to go by hiking by themselves. Other market segments could be with kids hiking with kids. Another market segment would be hiking just for photography and so on and so forth. So we, I have six, six such market segments. And I realized after interviewing different market segments that every person's, every personality is different. So it's important to first create a product for a niche market and then expand it um, to a broader audience. Definitely. I think that's a, that's incredibly valuable advice. And so many people don't realize how many subsets to a, uh, a demographic there really are or can be and how valuable it can be to really hone in on that subset and really um, cater to them and do a, really knock it out of the park in terms of features and the value added for those specific groups and then slowly expand to others over time. Um, what's the best part about running and building um, Outdoor Ninja? I, I think I've been fortunate in terms of, uh, you know, being able to apply my technical experience to solve a problem for the for a domain that I'm personally passionate about. And I think that's been a part, that's the best part about uh, running Outdoor Ninja and creating it. Was, it's, it's extremely self-satisfactory. It doesn't seem like an additional work per se, because um, it, it's almost like, um, it's almost like living life. You know, you, you're, you're passionate about something and you're working on the same thing. So it's, it's, it's extreme, you know, it's extreme self-satisfaction that I, that, that this entire project and the startup provides me. Definitely. I can hear the excitement in your voice when you talk about it. Um, Janisha, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to come on the podcast and share your story and everything that you guys are building with Outdoor Ninja. Um, and if listeners want to keep tabs on everything that's going on, um, support your crowdfunding campaign, where's the best place for them to find all that info? We're actually on the homepage of iFundWomen. Um, so yeah, that's where you'll find our campaign link. Perfect. And we'll get all that linked up in the show notes for anyone uh, who's listening. And, and with that, Janisha, thanks so much again for coming on and sharing your story. Thank you so much, Josh. Pleasure speaking to you. If you enjoyed today's podcast episode, then we would be incredibly appreciative if you could log on to iTunes and leave us a quick review. This really helps us get noticed by other podcast listeners like yourself. And if you know anyone that would benefit from this episode, then please share it along. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Ready Ready Podcast. We'll catch you guys next week.